0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Found City Sports Media, a podcast made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name's Armando, aka Hot Take Mondo, and I'm joined by my friend Reese, aka the Reese Incarnate Bach Lesnar, and today we're going to talk about the bounce back game. That's right, the Chiefs are back. Not only the Chiefs defense as always, but the Chiefs offense has found its spark, Reese. Now, albeit it was against the Las Vegas Raiders, but we got a lot of great things to talk about on this post Thanksgiving week Reese what did you do for Thanksgiving because we didn't meet right before we talked about pre Thanksgiving how was Thanksgiving
1: Thanksgiving was good drove up to Iowa brought Bowie with us which he always loves Uh, we now stopped twice on the way up to let him like run around to these specific rest stops that have big old fields and dog parks and stuff so he loves that Uh, how is Bowie in the car He's pretty good. He he can take a time to get settled when we first go. Because when we leave the house and we put him in his harness and we put him in the car, he's like, I know we're going to the park to play fetch. Like, no matter which <laughs> of the three directions we go, there's a park that way. So he thinks we're going to the park. After about, like, 45 minutes, it kind of sinks in. He's like, okay, we're not going to the park. But then there's, like, another time, like, probably 90 minutes in, where he's like, Oh, we're not going to the park. We're going to Grandma and Grandpa's. So then he kind of like gets going again. And like, it's crazy because whenever we get near his exit for his truck, and they're not truck stops, but rest stops, he'll like perk up. He'll just like shoot up. He's like, all right, we're coming. And I'm like, dude, how do you know this? You were asleep.
0: That's a smart dog. Yeah, he's a smart boy. So he can can hear the brakes on that
1: Toyota Camry. Yeah, right. So he, he played with his cousin for for 3 whole days and came back and just like passed out when we got home but nice. uh got to smoke some ribs for the first time in a while Ooh, and dude they out in Iowa mm, yeah Iowa ribs baby they they came out pretty well give me give me, the, uh,
0: give me the spark notes recipe
1: spark notes recipe uh so there's there's three ingredients i like to use for people out there it's called get good scrubs so those are my uh secret recipes right there <laughs> No, 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 no. I uh, I use mustard, c- just all mustard. Well, so I use a combination of what is it? It's it's cumin, chili powder, onion powder, garlic. Oh, powder. you make your own rub. Nice. Oh yeah, baby. Admirable. Salt, pepper, a little bit of Chipotle seasoning in there. You base the ribs in gar or not garlic in a mustard to get it to stick, mm-hmm. and then you powder it on there. And uh, I- I'm curious where you stand. Are you a uh, a tender ribs guy, or are you kind of like a bit of chew and bark kind of guy? Tender, I like the fall off, fall off the bones. Okay, that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. I was talking with someone the other day who knows way more about smoking than I do, and he's like, the fall off the bone style is technically what they call restaurant style ribs, because that's how you'd get them at a barbecue place like you know Joe's and all that stuff. Versus, he said the bit of chew and the bark is more of competition style. Really? Yeah, he said there's there's two different schools of
0: I wonder how they do that so they would just they would just broil in the beginning get a char and then do slow slow smoke
1: or I I would guess it's probably a slow smoke that they keep really moist and then they finish it to give it a char because if you chart it Hmm. and then you put a bunch of humidity on it it'd be kind of like soft and not you might ruin it yeah 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 so
0: yeah, so that's my Thanksgiving. Interesting, yeah. that's cool. But um, unrelated to my Thanksgiving, but I like to get the the Oklahoma Joes or Casey Joes. Now get their rib, but add extra salt, pepper, and celery salt.
1: Ooh, that's a real pro
0: gamer move right there. What? Well, because I, well, well, I just don't trust myself with, like, cumin, chili powder, and the ratios. Oh, well. So I'm just like, look, Casey Joes knows what they're doing. I'm not as smart as Reese. Yeah. But let me add some celery salt. Dude, we
1: all, we also made Bloody Marys. Speaking of celery salt, Ooh. oh, my gosh. Those were devastating because Noel made pickled onions, pickled jalapenos, Ooh. Uh, We had this salami that we like put in a toothpick and all that stuff was in there. Nice. And uh, I'm a I'm a spicy Bloody Mary guy. I don't like my sweet Bloody you Mary. You seem like it. Yeah. So a bunch of horseradish, Chinese mustard, and uh, what else did we throw in there to give some heat? I can't even remember right now, but they were delicious.
0: That, that's a Thanksgiving right there.
1: Yeah, baby. What about you? How was your Thanksgiving once uh, AAA, not AAA, State Farm didn't help <laughs> you off the road? My word.
0: I know. I told you, yeah, I like complained a bunch to them too. Nothing came of it, but um, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, no. So I got I got there. Uh, we can just talk about food actually. So I smoked two turkeys with my brother-in-law. And what I like don't like about okay, so good things about smoking a turkey is that you get a ton of flavor. Obviously you get the smoke flavor. It's very tender. But the one thing that I miss is actually like the browning of the skin. Mm-hmm. You you can't really get that when you smoke it um so i think next to what i'm going to try i don't know if you've seen the alton brown uh recipe where like they put foil on the breast to then like overcook the breast at least the skin make it look a little darker and then you put it in because like i like thought that i had undercooked my turkey when i took it out after like eight hours i was like this looks white this looks like sheet white i was like where's the browning and the and everyone's like well i mean you know, there's there's nothing to you know, it's not hot enough to get any, you know, any brown in there. And we used my dad's like fancy Traeger and mm. the meat was fine, like it was cooked, checked everything. Yeah. But I just missed the look. Like it still tasted very good, but but there's but there's there's nothing like seeing that dark old brown turkey come out instead of like A white, like, Walmart sliced,
1: you know, like,
0: deli meat
1: turkey. (laughs) Yeah, dude, get that Wally World sliced turkey breast, baby. No, it's it's so funny that your turkey came out pale when you smoked it, because, like, mine looks like someone dropped it down a London chimney. It was, (laughs) it was not, it tasted good. But dude, that, from the 1700s yeah basically it was like shiny glossy and almost like That's black and what do you do you base it with oil or what do you base it with butter oh this was years ago um hmm. i know we brined it i can't remember what we basted it with probably yeah uh, maybe its own juices to be honest i think we cooked it yeah yeah and like kind of in foil and then use that and like you know Yeah, Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm I'm over exaggerating. It wasn't like sheet white because we also did a brine and we did like a pretty like citrusy brine that, you know, probably broke things down even more. But yeah, I don't know. I just I just like it to look like, you know, just like the movies. And it definitely didn't. So, yeah, I'm going to try the Alton Brown method. If you look on YouTube, it's 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 for oven. But if I like if I can make it look good to begin, then I can just put it on whatever 275 and let it smoke for however long.
1: There you go, baby. That's how you do it. That's how you do so it. So, if
0: anybody wants any more recipes on cooking, and they want us to talk more about this stuff, just donate. Just donate on Patreon. You know, we'll we'll start a whole new. You know, for, for forget the Kansas City Chiefs. Reese and I are gonna. It's gonna be Chef Reese and Chef Boy Armando. <laughs> Chef
1: Boy Armando. <laughs> did you just come up with that? On,
0: I did. Yeah, that was crazy. Wow, that's pretty fire. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> so, Reese, if if they love that and, and they want to donate because now we're great chefs like Chef Boy Armando, where can they donate and, and how can they follow us on social media?
1: Yo, so if you really like what you hear and you want more recipes and you want more shop talk, you can check us out at patreon.com backslash FCSM. That is FCSM. Get access to premium content, including season zero of the COVID year, including Michael Jordan, The Last Dance documentary including Speedy and Angry our 12 part in-depth deep dive into the Fast and Furious franchise. And uh if you just want to follow us on social media, you can check us out at Fountain City SM on Instagram is where we're most active. Uh just one quick thing while we're talking social media Armando, have you gotten your Spotify wrapped yet? No, I I've been on Spotify a ton. Where's the option to do it? So it's like on your home screen, you have to like scroll down the menu. But I know some people haven't gotten theirs yet. Technically, like, I don't think my wife's gotten hers, mm-hmm. but I got mine. It was a weird year for old Uncle Reese in his Spotify. And it wrapped. has to be Fountain City Sports Media number one, right? Well, so that's why I bring this up. If we show up in your Spotify Wrapped and you are a top, well, can't I don't think we can see if you're a top ten percent listener. But if Spot, if, if Fountain City Sports Media is in the top two. In the top two of podcasts you listen to and you screenshot your rapt, tag us on Instagram. We will send you something. I'm dead serious. We will send you something. Are we gonna send him a signed copy of uh, Chef Boy RD? Armando's uh Armando's legendary uh smoked turkey recipe. No, we'll we'll send you something. You, okay, I just I just did my Spotify. Do you want to know what my number one
0: song was this year? I'm
1: actually really curious, yes.
0: You'll you will never guess it because I didn't even think this was my number one song. Um,
1: well, actually,
0: why why don't you guess? Actually, do you have to guess the song? Because there's obviously a thousand songs out there. How about just guess the uh, the uh, genre? Okay. You'll never guess
1: the genre. So here's my question: Do you? I'll give you I'll give you three guesses. Do you separate your work from play on your Spotify? So like, are you listening to opera on Spotify?
0: I am, but it's. I'll, I'll even say it's not opera, and you still won't get it. Okay, my three guesses. Because
1: I was gonna say back when I was singing, like I'd I'd like listen to recits on repeat. So it's like your number one song was Act Three, Scene Twenty Five, I fin la causa recit," and it's like, oh my gosh, can't you like filter that? <laughs> anyway, Armando's number one song uh, is it by a male? Um, yes. Okay. Um, a male. How about uh, it- And you still don't get it. A male sings it. Yeah. male sings it. Uh, Pop music. Nope. Uh, Okay, that lowers it. Is it jazz? Nope. Holy crap. Uh, I'm going to guess... Sicko Mode, Travis Scott. Nope. Oh, darn it.
0: What is it? It's I'm Not Okay. My Chemical Romance was my number one song
1: this year. What? I didn't know you were an emo head.
0: Yes, here's the thing. So my my sister is a huge emo head, ah. and I am just by proxy. And I, you know, my 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 commute to work is like maybe thirty minutes. And for the beginning of the year, it was a lot of me getting up early in the morning, mm-hmm. and I was so tired. And I'm normally a podcast guy, like not not listening to fantasy sports media, but just a ton of different things. But I was so tired that I was like, I really need something to pump me up and i listen to my chemical romance album on repeat when i go when i go into work wow
1: dude good for you that's awesome it pumps dude it pumps me up dude my number one song this year i have no idea what it's called because it's in japanese by which i mean the titles in japanese so I, this last year I found this. get gu- some anime stuff? No, no. So I, I randomly found this guitar player. You know how like, you can go like radio on Spotify and like bring up random artists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was on like Santana radio and this guitar player shows up any, I can't pronounce his name properly. It's, it's like Mashi No, I'll, I'll get to it later. Tak Takanaka is his last name or something like that. And just. It's very easy to put in and listen to because the guy literally is kind of like Japanese Santana. like they were in the same oh. same era, kind of like same fusion style stuff. They did a concert together Sounds once. Cool. but like I guess the song I listen to most of his is all in Japanese. So I'm just like, oh yeah, that one slaps, you know, so <laughs> that's a- I'm I'm definitely not surprised,
0: but well, I'm a little surprised, but not like shocked that that's your number one.
1: Right, a random Japanese guitarist, super random, but the dude, the guy, the guy can play. He's awesome. Uh, last thing I'll say, just a reminder. I'll, I'll, I'll amend this. If you were in, if Fountain City Sports Media was in your top three listen to podcasts on your Spotify Wrapped, and you screenshot it and tag us on Instagram, we will send you something. We'll send you something. That's right. Wow, look at this. Our first, our
0: first giveaway in Fountain City Sports Media history. That's exciting. So give us a follow. And make sure that you follow us. All right, Reese. Let's talk about the team we follow the most. That's right. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. We finally, finally are back. The Kansas City Chiefs win 31 to 17. Actually, I haven't looked. I'm just gonna look as I talk right now. When's the last time that we scored 31 points, Reese? Oh, if I had to guess, probably Or the- over when's the last time we scored over 30 points. Oh, I see it. Probably like the Bears week three, whatever that was. Uh yeah, we scored forty-one on the Bears, but actually we've only scored thirty twice before this, and it was against the
1: Chargers. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, we did Ooh. we did wind up putting thirty on the Chargers. Yeah. But
0: again, this isn't this isn't your grandma's Chargers anymore. This is like truly the some of the worst defenses you'll ever see in the Staley era. So um yeah, the Bears. The the really bad Chargers. But then we face a pretty unique Raiders team right mm-hmm. led by Antonio Pierce that was on what a three four game win streak that yeah. was really predicated on their defense um, but Reese we were able to figure it out tell me tell me your thoughts actually when we when when we were down 14-0 and then when we came back tell me tell me the emotions of recent Karnick well, Buck Lesnar
1: so what was frustrating was that I was driving back from Iowa for most of at least the first half of this game so I'm only hearing this on the radio, and like Mitch Holtis just sounds like he's defeated and the team sounds like they're flat. And I can't remember who it was. It was like Justin Watson, no sorry, Jalen Watson was getting like blown up on defense like every other play it sounded like. And we went down 14-0 and they were converting. What They, they came into the game averaging like 27% conversions on third down and they converted like their first six straight against us. So I'm just like, well, what's going on here? This is such crap, Mike, as the as an Iowa fan, I have seen this before where it's like at a certain point, usually in games, a defense knows the cavalry's not coming and they just start phoning it in. I'm like, has this happened on the year after that Eagles game? Like, did the team break and the defense is like, yo, you know, what's the point? We got a bunch of bums playing wide receiver. We can't score. It doesn't matter if we, you know, play like this. So in the first half, I dropped the blazing hot take.
0: <laughs> You're gonna say it on air. I, I I I was gonna like let it go away so that you wouldn't have to talk about what happened.
1: But Reese, if you want to talk about it, go ahead. I on national media dropped the blazing hot take that the Chiefs might not even make the playoffs. I was and, I was that <laughs> worried for a minute there. And
0: and and Reese Reese was grilled on the chat by like all these like 0 and eight Packers fans and like, and, and and my brother the like one in fourteen Cardinals and Reese is over here with the greatest quarterback to ever live that's seven and three and you guys are not making the playoffs
1: dude it felt bleak it felt grim Denver was and still is on this winning streak so and the yeah, A- that's true that's true and the afc is deep this year the afc is full of like Six Mm -hmm. and four teams right now. That's weird. Bills are six and six. You know, so I was just worried about that. What were your thoughts initially? (laughs) I don't know. I think I I actually
0: enjoyed that we were down zero to 14 Uh because I knew that this was going to light a fire where the Eagles loss did not light a fire because that's a good team and we lost by only like one one possession. Mm-hmm. And when it's a one possession game against like the Super Bowl favorites, I feel like that doesn't really light a fire under a team. But when you're down, oh, you know, you're down by two scores against a team you absolutely hate, that you know you're always pumped up for these particular games. And it's a team led by Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Like I knew that was the put up or shut up time. Like I knew that we were either going to collapse as a team and we're going to break and like Andy Reid was going to have say his first curse word yeah. or or this result right here. The 31, the 31 burger. All of a sudden, Andy Reid, Matt Nagy decide, all right, we listen to Found City Sports Media in week four and week five and week, week six. And you know what? We're going to spam our boys. Forget everybody else. You know, get yours when you get one target, but that's all you're getting because it's almost playoff time and it's time to grow up. And Reese, we grew up. I want to go immediately to what we talked about, Reese, a couple weeks ago and I said, you know what, screw this, like having 10 different guys score, 10 different touchdowns in the Patrick Mahomes era. We know who our guys are since week one. Well, I guess week two-ish. We knew it was Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. And Reese, we said, you know what? Give Travis Kelsey at least 10 targets. Give Rashi Rice eight targets. Give Tony five targets. Everybody else, one or two. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Rashi Rice, 10 targets for 107 yards. Travis Kelsey, seven targets for six yards. The next one on the depth chart, Isaiah Pacheco, five targets for 34 yards. Everyone else on the team, three, three targets or less. MVS having one target. Mm. Reese, this is the way to a Super Bowl. I know this is the Raiders. I know pump the brakes, whatever. But I don't care who we play. Give me 10 targets for Rasheed Rice. Give me 10 targets for Kelsey. Um, We didn't see any Tony today, but give me a little bit of Tony. And that's a Super Bowl champion team.
1: Well, you know, and something to remember here, too, is that coming into this game, The Raiders defense was on a bit of a hot streak for the last three games. They'd held the okay, the Giants to six, but the Jets to 12 and the Dolphins to 20. Which is that's important to know, it's very important. So, I mean, this wasn't like a top five, maybe even top 10 defense we were going up against, but like the Raiders had a solid defense, like a low key solid defense with some dogs on it. So, the fact that it almost feels like we cautiously, knock on wood, had a get-right game. You know, that's that's encouraging. This, this wasn't like we were playing the Giants or the Patriots or, you know, some absolute bumble scrub team. This was, you know, a, a Raiders team that was right at the top of that in the hunt column for the playoffs. So I'm glad we finally got our mix of players right, it seems like. And, Reese, I want to also point out that our
0: losses this year – were not necessarily because these defenses were spectacular, but more so that we were dropping the balls, right? Uh, Lions week one, right? That wasn't necessarily because the Lions had found this perfect, you know, scheme to, to stop our guys. We just weren't getting it done. We saw with the Eagles clearly. Was it, was it Darius Slay was just that dog on NBS? No, it was that Butterfinger dog on NBS's hands, so I feel like no matter what the defense is, it doesn't matter because if we're, if we're catching balls, we're going to be successful. So again, even though this is the Raiders defense, we didn't beat ourselves and that's the most important take to take from this game.
1: Well, and kind of piggybacking off what I said last week, if this would have been the offense or the game plan on offense, we rolled against the Eagles, you know, feed Rashi Rice, Travis Kelsey would be open, feed Isaiah Pacheco, nobody else. That's where we have our thirty-one or thirty-four to seventeen win. Because I don't know if you watched the Eagles game again this last week, dude. The Eagles are skating on thin ice, and we'll know yep. for, we'll know for sure against San Francisco this weekend whether or not you know I'm right or wrong in thinking that San Francisco's league's better than them. But, dude, it's like who are you really afraid of in the National Football League right now? Like, who would you not want to play?
0: um that's the broncos
1: okay yeah fair I don't, I don't play the broncos dude screw playing the broncos
0: then, but but that's like specifically just because we play them all the time but hmm if i a team i don't want to play i would be interested to see how we match up with the lions now oh Again, yeah i'm i know i don't know i'm a lions homer but I would just be curious what what it would look like now with Travis Kelsey, now that we kind of have a good scheme mm-hmm. where we see Detroit as the barometer of success in the NFC. Well, of course, the 49ers as well. But look at the last time. So like I'm not sure what that looks like. The 49ers seem scary, but Reese, mm-hmm. the last time that we played them, Nicole Hardman scored four touchdowns against Kyle Shanahan. So oh, yeah. I don't I don't know if I am particularly scared about people whereas in previous years i had three teams in mind the Bengals, Mm -hmm. the bills Mm -hmm. the eagles am i afraid of the Bengals? nope am i afraid of the eagle or sorry the bills nope am i afraid of the eagles no because we lost by one possession because mvs has butterfingers so no give me anybody as long as as long as it has to meet my parameters i'm teaching a german arts on class and we have parameters it has to meet my parameter Of 10 targets for Rasheed Rice and 10 targets
1: for Travis Kelsey. You know, I think the only two teams I really wouldn't want to play in the playoffs. And hear me out. I hope you're sitting down. I don't want to play. Wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me. I know who it's going to be. Hold on. It's going to be someone stupid. The Chargers. The Jags. No, I mean, Chargers, obviously, you don't want to play the Chargers if they make the The playoffs. The Bears. No, dude, I don't want to play the horse or his shoes. I don't want to play the Broncos or the Colts because stupid games always happen. The Colts. Dude, stupid games always happen as both those teams. More often than not, we've come out on top of the Broncos, but, like, the can Colts you, can always. You
0: imagine Minshew beating us in the playoffs. Do you know what Alex, the Russian Nikolenko, would do?
1: Dude, Minshew would beat us in the playoffs like what would it be? It'd be like 16 to 15. It would it would be one of those games. And Minshew would have like three picks and he'd still beat us. Because that's just the kind of crap that happens against the Colts. I don't want any of it.
0: Stike, Stike and gets like a $40 million a year deal after that game
1: basically and who, who's even there is Zach Moss running for him right now or is <laughs> who's their second string running back it is Moss which I'm very happy about because
0: he's still on my fantasy team because no one wanted him everyone's like oh boo so I just I held tight baby and boy I'm gonna have a good week this week yeah against you <gasps> oh geez wait did you that's right we're facing each other did you start DK Metcalf tonight no, that, oh. that was just me teasing you because I know you hate DK. I, I don't have DK on my
1: team. <laughs> Thank freaking heavens, dude. He's killing DK it DK is an there.
0: awful fantasy player, by the way, because of today. He is so hot and cold. If you want consistency, there's n- I would never want a DK
1: on my playoff team. No, never, never, never. But you know who I do want on our playoff team is some more Rasheed Rice. Like
0: boo, 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 boo. He had me a
1: little worried because he did have two drops prior to when he officially kind of clicked and went off. The first one I'll give him a pass for, Pat threw it pretty low and in front of him on a screen pass, which, by the way, we kind of need to retire that straight lateral screen pass to Rasheed Rice because like teams are waiting for it now. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, He's going to get banged up. Mix him up. Throw him a bubble screen. Throw him something like that. Just not that straight up screen pass. The second one frustrated me because that was just one that hit him in the hands and he turned and ran to try to get the first down too soon and just straight up dropped it. I don't know if he's ever going to get over that part of his game. I hope he does. But the fact that he did that game and he went off to have our first hundred yard receiver game since. Oh gosh. Armando. Was was that that really the first one since what the Bears? I think first one since the Bears. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Well, so here's a fun stat for you. This is this is per Cody Tab over at Six Ten Sports Radio. He said Patrick Mahomes is on pace to set a career high in completion percentage in the same year his wide receivers lead the NFL in drops with 27.
0: Can you believe that? Can you can you believe if like it was an average year for drops, the absurd year that Pat would have
1: then? You might be looking at the MVP right now, to be honest. No, it's Dak, baby. Well, actually, no, because Seahawks are winning. Yeah, of course they are, dude, because Dink is a... I don't know.
0: It's Geno season, baby. Anyway, I digress. Go back to your point.
1: Yikes. Also, dude, can we just get this Cowboys defense is an absolute fraud. The fact that they're ranked in the top five, but they're just letting Seattle dunk 35 points on them. Yeah, all I got to say is bland is bland. Dude, bland is bland.
0: Ugh. Yeah, Bland's been on DK the whole night and I think I think they have four I think they have four touchdowns specifically on that corner. Oh my
1: gosh. I mean, it's like the the Browns held the Seahawks to 20, the Ravens held them to 3, you know, the 49ers held them to 13. This is not a high-flying Seattle offense. And th-
0: also, sorry we're on like a deep deep tangent, but 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 look at look at Pete Carroll on uh, on the one. Third, first, third and goal, going to the same play he did in the Super Bowl, the slant. Yeah, he dude. goes to the slant. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then, of course, TD this time. It's because
1: he got a good quarterback throwing it now.
0: Don't say that, Russell Wilson might hear you and score twenty four points on us again,
1: dude. I, Russell, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not even going to get into it. Okay, so Armando. Then a question. R- for, a question for
0: remember, you. Remember, Russell Wilson beat us twenty four to nine. Score or having 114 yards in the air,
1: and that's the kind of game we'd lose to them or the Colts in the playoffs, dude. One thousand percent.
0: 114 yards in the air whips our ass. Unbelievable.
1: Unacceptable. Okay, so Armando, we know that Broncos game was the result of a bunch of drops, including one right in the breadbasket in the end zone. Fair, fair. How confident are you in this defense, or sorry, in this offense going forward now? Do you think they've officially righted the ship, and we can expect them to be scoring 24 points per game or more for the rest of the season, or do you think that was an apparition? I um, I'm gonna say neither.
0: So I'm no, I I do not give them the keys to the kingdom. Uh, could we have a fluke game against the Bills, even though the Bills have no one on defense anymore? Sure, because it's the Bills and they might be hungry. Um, who else? Chargers. Chargers might be hungry. Bill Belichick. Patriots, although they're a sham team right now, like Bill, you know, Bill's still Bill. Bill can still find a way. So, no, I don't think that we're like 100% ready. But that also wasn't an enigma. That wasn't a sham game. But we have to see more of this, particularly against the Bills. We got to see it against the Chargers um, and against a Bill Belichick defense. Again, I know the Patriots are w- really bad and they're probably going to get Caleb Williams. But um, it's still their defense, so I so I want to see 30 points on the Bills. I want to see 30 points on the Patriots, and I want to see 40 points on the Chargers before the playoffs. Then I will say this is real. For now, it's okay. Good, good that we we whoop the Raiders. That's great,
1: dude. I can't wait for Bill Belichick to get his hands on Caleb Williams, and it's nothing but like you know driving a Maserati around a residential area. It's just like yeah, nothing but three (laughs) step drops play action right
0: slant <laughs> slant to the tight end every single time
1: oh, no more hot dog in it now that you're a new england son <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. anyway if
0: if if bill makes it to the end of the season
1: yeah if he does that's, dude i've heard we're, it, we're
0: hearing we're hearing some washington commanders rumors
1: i heard some chargers rumors actually Ooh.
0: Fine, bring him. That's great. (laughs) I think he's washed. Justin Herbert still doesn't have a a coach.
1: Right. Okay, so I'm with you here. I'm not ready to buy in just yet. I will feel better if we can put together a similar performance against the Packers coming up this Sunday night because I would say the Packers are a similar defensive team to the Raiders. You know, it's like they don't really get blown out. They don't lock teams down. So it's like that's a solid defense. I would love to see us put – Twenty six points on the Packers at least, and then after that, like you said, we got the Bills. So, you know, they want their pound of flesh, and they they are probably fighting for their playoff yeah. lives at that point. It's still,
0: still going to be a tough game, absolutely. I like I know that the Bills are trash right now, but still, anytime we play the Bills, you know they're going to bring their right A game. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I, I think also I would like to see some more development out of Kadarius Tony. I still think there's some something to be said there kind of like did
0: did i miss something was tony a healthy scratch uh
1: no i think tony was he oh he may have been healthy scratch yeah it was McCole it was hardman jared mckinnon and i think t- maybe not a healthy scratch
0: but he had something going to- on
1: tony was like a super late scratch like my dad sent me that when i was in like his basement i think the day before the game so yeah, he must. Yeah, it looks have...
0: like Reed. Reed was quoted not sure that Tony could have taken a hit
1: versus the Raiders. Mm. And you know, it's, it's just gonna be Kaderis Tony. He's he's never gonna be healthily reliable enough. But you know, I, I do think there is something there with him being an ancillary piece on the offense. Kind of like I think he could be wide receiver two for us. To be honest, if he's healthy, sure. Yeah, but at least having a defined wide receiver one who's reliable, you can feed. Then you can have like three wide receiver threes with Tony and Sky Moore and Justin Watson, all you want, but you have to have your guy. And I tell you what, I think we got our guy.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. You and I had talked about this, not in the pre. I mean, I have to go back and look at the receipts. We could have said this in the preseason that Rasheed Rice is going to be wide receiver one. It was just an egregious take at the time, but um, by week three, week four, both you and I were absolutely saying Rasheed Rice is going to be wide receiver one. Here we go. And I, w- I was worried, of course, but no, I think we're seeing a lot of great stuff from him. We're seeing a lot of great advantages he's getting on corners from the inside, particularly. We're not seeing a lot of outside game, but a lot of stuff on the inside that he's getting. And then once he gets the ball and he has that burst, again, it's it's impressive. I'm not going to say that it's anything elite but we we don't necessarily need a lead right now we just need people to catch the ball and one more thing on this offense uh, that I kind of talked in the beginning but I really want to talk about it now MVS one target one reception negative one yards fine that's the way though that is that is the way it should go MVS hasn't shown us anything all he is is a name right now and Andy Reid finally you know mvs might be one of andy's guys but andy finally said we're down 14-0 goodbye mvs hello rishi rice so yeah reese i think that puts a cap on it um i hope that we i mean we actually might see some mvs revenge when it comes to the packers um but again i don't know if I, i i think i think urgency is the game so maybe we don't mess around anymore and Maybe we see less of MVS, kind of like we saw the end of CEH. We might be seeing the end of MVS, which is fine with me. Reese, I will cheers to the end of MVS, in fact. And why don't we cheers right now as we segue into the beer review. Reese has a tasty beer for us. So let's talk about some beer and then maybe touch a little bit of the defense and then talk about a Chiefs-Packers preview for our several Packers fans that like Found City Sports Media. And no, it's not me. Stay tuned. you not only am i asmring right now but because my baby just woke up so now i like need to keep it down a little bit so i won't be as energetic right now for the beer review. but that's fine because this is reese's time and reese it is time for you to review a tasty beer for our listeners reese what what wisconsin beer will you be reviewing for us for this green bay packers week
1: well, I actually did have a new Glarus two women with dinner because my sister brought it back for my parents to give to me over Thanksgiving. So I had that. So, you know, that's oh, okay. Belgian.
0: I was uh, making a joke. Didn't know you'd actually do it.
1: No, this go around, though. I've got a beer from Perennial out of St. Louis, you know, which is one of the Ooh. great breweries hanging out in that city. Uh, this one is Saison de Lille, which is a Belgian style ale brewed with chamomile flowers. One of my one of my faves saisons. You've not, had this for not
0: tank seven, yeah. Actually, Costco used to sell that in a in a big glass. Really? So not in can. That's actually one of the first times I've seen it in glass. But I remember Costco would have it in like a a seven hundred and fifty ml bottle. Really? Hmm. Fascinating. All right. It's well, a great beer. You'll have fun. But actually, I've never seen it in a can, so I'm
1: curious as to what you're gonna think that's funny because i've only ever seen it in a can i got this at the pairing well actually noelle picked it out for me the pairing like i said noelle's the best beer getter because yeah. i <laughs> overthink things and she's like this is pretty this one sounds fun i recognize this one from work you know it's just like wow these are all great beers that can does look nice yeah thank you thank you here we go and look look what i have to join you oh dude we got the straight up bandolero or Armando drinking a corona like he's like, in fast and furious
0: like if, if you don't have Mon- montucky on hand, Corona's an next best thing, baby. Dude, Corona's solid. I like Corona. As long I... as it's not as long as it's not in a glass. Corona in a glass, that thing skunks in Ugh. 30 seconds.
1: I bet. I bet. I used to be a Tecate guy until uh mm, nice. Yeah, it's it's not as good as it used to be. I don't know if they changed the recipe or what, but like Takate used to actually be low-key fire, but now it's kind of it's just mid. Yeah, it's like the MVS of Mexican Lager. Midcate, Midcate. All All right. Well, as
0: we talk about Mid VS, Reese has just poured this into a beautiful glass. We're gonna rate these beers from zero to ten. Zero being the worst of its category, ten being the best. And the first category we're gonna look at is appearance. Reese, tell us what that saison looks like in that beautiful tulip.
1: So it's very translucent. Like, I can make you out through the other side of this glass. Uh, It's a very light straw color, which is right on brand for a Saison. Uh, It's got a very foamy head, about half inch of foam. It's been pretty decent at retention. Not very uniform foam, not the end of the world. But, I mean, this looks like a Saison. You know, it's a great example of the style visually. So let's give it an 8.9. Oh, all right. 8.9. If it, if it looks like
0: a duck and quacks like a duck, we'll see if it's a duck. Mm-hmm. Reese, give that, give, give that Saison a sniff and what do we smell on it?
1: Definitely get some of that kind of like barnyardiness probably from the yeast. Yeah, let's see what they put in here. Uh, here's, here's a shout-out I'll get to later, but they added the adjunct and the grist on here, which I've mentioned before how difficult it is to find some of these things on cans, particularly like hops and malts and all that jazz. So shout-out to them for doing this. Uh, the adjunct is chamomile Flowers. The grist is Pilsner malt, Munich 1, and ac- sorry, acidulated. My bad. So yeah, I definitely smell the Pilsner malt in there. I think it gives you that crackery kind of uh beer adjacent smell you want to smell. So yeah, this smells pretty good so far. I'll give it an 8.7 on aroma.
0: Ooh. All right. High remarks from the man that would pour tank seven daily. And then, then we have the, our favorite category. That's flavor. Reese, take a sip of that Saison and tell us how it tastes. Hmm. Oh, baby,
1: you weren't lying. Hmm. This is interesting. Saisons are really weird styles. True. and I think I've said this on the podcast before. It's like this is... A saison is generally a style I'll stay away from going to a brewery because you never know what you're going to get. You know, Mm -hmm. it it can be sour and weird. It can be really pungent. Or it can be like this, which is this, uh, man, it's like, I got like three flavors on here. Hold on. I, I need to, I need Whoa. to go back in for a sip. I'm sorry. So you get chamomile up front, like chamomile mile tea, mm-hmm. but then you get something really kind of bitter and not my favorite in the middle, kind of like a green type taste to it. But then the back half tastes like a lavender vanilla wafer. Like, That's a lot of different things. Like a lav. No, I lied. A lavender, like Teddy Graham, a little bit of cinnamon in there. Which, man, that is complex. But I- I'm gonna say I can't give it a perfect ten because that weird middle green taste that I'm just not huge on. That is uh, strange. You get a little. You mean green is like it's a little dank? G- no, green kind of like 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 a, like earthy. a g- earthy green like stick mm. kind of thing. If I mm. ate a green stick, uh. But <laughs> for being a really complex flavor. You know, that's, I haven't had a beer like this before, and the chamomile is not off putting. I think you got to give flavor on this a 9 out of, or sorry, a 9.4 out of 10 for being adventurous and being unique and executing it pretty well.
0: That's, wow. Coming from Reese, that's that's a big deal, 9.4. I'm going to tangent a little bit out of your beer review and just ask with Tank 7. What did you? What is the difference here in flavor? So you said you got three different flavors. How about Tank 7? Did you taste different types of flavors as well or one uniform thing?
1: Well, the fact for me that this was like three different flavors. Like this was why I kind of, if we had aftertaste still as a category, this would be a prime one for aftertaste because this has like the front flavor and then like See two different aftertastes. Hmm. Tank, Tank 7 really is you get the like the Belgian bubblegummy on the front and then you get like the dry hoppedness is the back part of it, but it didn't have a third flavor like this one does. So that's what's so unique about it for me. That's pretty cool. All right. A lot
0: of great insight from our local Saisonista. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, so wait, we don't have aftertaste, but now we have our stonked drinkability quotient.
1: Mouthfeel, my dude. We got mouthfeel. Mouthfeel,
0: my dude. It's been a while, actually, since we did beer review. and I. It has I been a while. Very quickly. Mouthfeel, Reese. Go ahead and give that a a second sip, then, as I was talking, and let us know what what's the weight on this thing. We got we we got a fifty pounder. We got a we got a one pounder. What do we got?
1: Well, as is true to the style, this is a lighter in the mouth beer, very effervescent and sparkling. Uh, Unfortunately, I get that kind of green bitterness. I don't like on the on the sides of my tongue. It's hard to explain. And I wonder if it's something or some ingredient that Perennial uses, because I think Alex and I reviewed an Imperial Stout by them during one of the Speedy and Angry episodes, and it had a very similar, again, green taste to it on the end. So I don't know what that is. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. But green no taste. Yeah. I'll see if I can find a beer that has it and like send it to you I'll be like, okay, this is, this is what I mean by saying green taste.
0: Well, you, you described it as green stick. So are you sure you're not, like, getting some of Bowie's, like, dental nah. stick
1: in there? Or? Nah, dude, dude. Bowie's dental sticks are straight up trash smelling. They're, I mean, it's because it's, it's like he has pig's ears and he has bull pizzles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was not good.
0: I don't know what a pizzle is, but... And I
1: won't ask. D- don't Google it. You'll sleep better. Um, but no, it's like, I, I wonder if it's... It's kind of like straw-ish. I've already said straw-colored, but like if you, I don't know, did you ever chew grass when you were a kid? No. I mean, I did once when I, I was curious. I grew up
0: in downtown Phoenix.
1: Oh, it's true. Yeah. Okay. So it's the opposite of that. Um, no, I mean, you just do that stuff when you're like a little kid and it was a very distinct flavor. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. I'm not going to do it again, but i I, I tried it. And that's what this flavor kind of reminds me of. Or even even how you can, like, taste <laughs> smells, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel, so, yeah. So, okay. That's all, interesting. All this to say, Mouthfeel, I'm going to give it a, a 7.8 out of 10.
0: All right. 7.8 out of 10 on Mouthfeel. Now we end the categories with Stonk's Drinkability Quotient. Reese as a Saison Specialist. How does this stack up? Are the sunks up on this Saison by Perennial? And talk about the can art too. It looked pretty cool there as well. What what score do you give this Saison?
1: So so a lot of good going with this beer. Like I said, I wouldn't just walk into any old brewery and try their Saison because I've been snake bit by that before. But Perennial is one of the few breweries on my yes fly list because I know they do Saisons really well. I know they're unofficially kind of like a Saison Brewery of some of the things they put out like this. So, I think the complexity of the flavor is really unique, and I really haven't had anything like that. I think they integrate the chamomile flower in there quite nicely. It is like a cold tea type flavor almost. And like I said, I'm a sucker for a Teddy Graham. So the fact that like the back half was that like cinnamon Teddy Graham phantom limb flavor, whatever you want to call it, fantastic. So, that this awesome holographic Charizard-style label, whatever it is. And adding those adjuncts and the grist on the back is what I want. So, Stonics Drinkability Quotient on this. This is a very drinkable beer. If you see this at your liquor store, pick it up. I'm going to give it an 8.9 out of 10, I would say, for Stonics Drinkability Quotient. That's pretty good, 8.9 out of 10. Yeah, Uh, I just was
0: at Perennial this summer driving back from Cincinnati. We we spent a little. We I think we spent a night in St. Louis right before we saw you guys. Oh, that sounds right. Um, and yeah, perennial always has great stuff. Just very expensive. Like mm-hmm. like they they do like their beer is good, but I think
1: the price is gooder. Yeah, it's it's one. It's very much one of those like you get what you pay for kind of breweries, you know. Mm. So and I'm also not a sour guy, and I know that they specialize
0: in a lot of sour beers, and they sell the beers by the bottle like the big 75 ml's but yes um not my taste but they had pretty good ipa so anyway, yeah if reese reese endorses it go ahead check this out at your local liquor store like i said they used to sell it um they used to sell it at costco i don't know if they do anymore um just in that one one big beer so great good stuff reese well why don't we segue out of this Maybe talk a little defense or maybe just get right into the Packers, but we'll see. You got to stay tuned. We'll see you in a bit. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back from an awesome beer review by Reese. He did the Saison de Liszt. From Perennial here in St. Louis. Not that we're here in St. Louis, but it's a local brewery for all our Kansas City people out there. So go ahead and check that out at your local liquor store. It is a wonderful beer. Not only are there wonderful beers in Missouri, but Reese, there's some good football happening in Missouri. That's right. In Kansas City, Missouri, we got a lot of great football, and we're going to send some of that football over to Green Bay. Reese, we're going to be facing the Green Bay Packers this week. It's Wait, it's in Lambeau, right?
1: It's in Lambeau, yes it is. Yeah, in Lambo.
0: Um second time Mahomes has been in Lambo. Uh
1: technically second time as a chief, but that first time Matt Moore had to play because that was when uh he right. had dislocated his knee. Ooh.
0: RIP. Um, so yeah, this <laughs> well, hopefully knock on wood doesn't happen uh any of that happens, right? Um but this game was supposed to be the Sunday night game what do, what do you think about our first, our first flex in the NFL uh this game being shifted to the noon the noon matchups
1: wait this didn't get shifted to the new matchup yeah it did it did yeah. when yeah today
0: it was announced it's the first flex that the NFL has done this season
1: what i thought the first flex was the patriots oh, game wait
0: yes let me rewind that Actually, just keep that in because that was all funny. My bad. Not flexed. Sunday night. <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, Chiefs. Packers. Who do you got?
1: Okay. So, you know, Green Bay is what they're on. Is it like a two-game win streak right now? Maybe a th- three-game? No, two-game win streak. Uh, this is This is hard to say. Again, like if our offense was just like even moderately humming, I'd be like, oh, Chiefs by... Two by nine, something like that. But you know, Jordan Love is having a solid first season as the guy. He's shown flashes, but at the same time, he's also shown periods of play where he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. And they have had they've had some scores that reflected that. They played the Raiders, Broncos, and Vikings three games in a row where they scored thirteen, seventeen, and ten. The Steelers shut them down a few weeks ago for 19. Uh, You know, it was impressive against the Lions, but I kind of feel like the Lions losing on Thanksgiving is just like an American passage, right? So, you know, I I really couldn't name you a whole bunch of the weapons that scare me on that team right now. I I think the defense should have a good game. I really do. I think it just comes down to, like, is our offense going to show up? Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Schmackers. 31 to 31 to 13. 31, R- <laughs> 13 hot take Mondo with the blazing take. Uh, I'm sorry. My, my green Bay Packers fans are going to listen
0: to this podcast, but let's go through your wins this year. You beat Justin Fields. Cool. You beat the saints that probably had Winston at that time. 18 to 17. Cool. You beat the Rams. I don't even know if Stafford was there at that point. Cool. Cool. You beat a Chargers team that is just imploding on itself. Cool. And then you beat a divisional team that I think is really good. But again, divisional team um, probably had their number. I actually watched the game. It was a pretty good game. Um, But I'm not putting any stock on like one solid win. So Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Schmackers, give me Patrick Mahomes over Jordan Love. Give me Travis Kelsey over Christian Watson.
1: Well, it's hard to look past that four-game losing streak that's not that far in the rearview mirror at this point. And also, the things that the Packers excel at really aren't the things that we struggle with. Like, the teams that have had their way with us throughout this year have been methodizing the ground and pound, you know, eat up the clock, have Fair long, point. sustained drives that end in touchdowns because we're having a hard time this year rebuttling with our own touchdowns. It's not a matter of limiting Mahomes' drive. It's a matter of we don't think this offense is going to auto score seven on us the way they used to. I mean, I know AJ Dillon's got you know he's got a fine season going on right now, I guess. But I'm not so worried about Jordan Love carving us up and you know Jaden Reed and all those other guys that are still there after Rodgers' exodus. So again, I they're not a ground and pound team. I think the weather might require them to play more ground-to-pound football. I I mean, Chiefs can lose this. They've lost some stupid games this year. But I see a hard path for the Packers to pull this one out by beating us as opposed to us shooting ourselves in the foot as we have this year.
0: Yeah, you bring a, a good point of the teams that have beaten us in the past and them really prioritizing the run where the Packers do have that on paper. But again, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, both questionable for Sunday night. Aaron Jones actually did not practice this uh, this past game. And then if I'm not mistaken, but Aaron Jones didn't even play last week. Um, also on offense, Savage is on IR and G.R. Alexander is also questionable. So they got some pieces on defense as well that they might be missing or at least have banged up. We're on our side, it and it, we know Nick Bolton is on IR, but give a round of applause to drew tranquil tell me tell me about oh. that guy man what a what a what a steal might might be one of the best brett veach moves in chiefs history honestly saving our ass over here um but again we got essentially a healthy chiefs team against a, a packers team that does have some weapons but if they can't run the ball i don't know if christian watson can score three touchdowns you know what i mean so uh again i'm not that worried i'm i i I'd like to tease the guys listen to our podcast, so I might be teasing a little bit with this score of what did I say, a uh, fifty-two to, to ten, but um, 55. but there is some there is some me- uh, method to my madness.
1: No, that's totally fair. It's totally fair. Yeah, I expect Trent McDuffie to have a good game. You know, he's been solid all year long. I think Lejarius Sneed might get a little handsy. You know, it's kind of again been his thing all year long. I'm not sure how good Jaden Reed is beating press coverage, though. So, I think it might be a game. That's about it. Yeah, so Sneed might have to grab him then at the line of scrimmage if he's going to get beat around the edge. But I think those will be penalties that we'll take in situations like this if it means not getting blown up by the quick guy, right?
0: Reed ain't got nothing on Sneed. 60-10, to Chiefs.
1: (laughs) All right, Armando says 60-10. to I'm going to say... I'm going to say 26-17 Chiefs.
0: Yeah, that's that's a little more fair than 16-10. to 10. Yeah, but before we end the podcast, I'm I'm kidding a little bit, yeah. But I, I still think that because we scored 30, I really hope that we stay on this 30 train. And again, we got the best corners in the NFL with LeJarius Sneed and with Trent McDuffie and all of them just playing incredibly well this year. So I'm very excited for another great win this week but stay tuned for some more maybe reese maybe next week we can have um david on or maybe um maybe grundlers numbers on and we can uh mm. have some fun with them
1: dude that could be that could be a whole lot of fun get some grundy get some solomon grundy on here get some uh goldilocks and three beers on here you
0: know <laughs> there you go all right great well we want to thank all our fans even our packers fans out there We want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We are thankful for all of you. And stay tuned, hopefully, for a a victory week next week. We'll see what happens. Um, Stay tuned. Some great stuff. And go Go cheese! cheese! And hopefully my bait doesn't wake up after I said that. Goodbye.
1: We'd like to thank you for joining us today on Fountain City Sports Media. This podcast is brought to you by listener support, so consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com F-C-S-M to gain access to premium content including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews.